Hey everybody, another beautiful day the Lord's made. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. Um, coming to you tonight with another video. And, uh, as you can see the title there, it's Seek, Knock, and Find. And uh, that's the title of the message tonight and everything. And um, face the scripture on Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 8. And uh, that's where I'm going to start. My, uh, first couple verses that I'm going to read to set the basis of this and uh, this teaching tonight. And, um, Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 8. And it says, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened to you. For everyone that asketh receiveth. And he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Let's pray before I get started. Lord Jesus, I thank you, God, for another beautiful day. Lord, I thank you, Jesus, for another opportunity to get on Facebook, Lord, and and do this, do another video, Lord God. Lord, I ask you, Jesus, to to give me the words to say, Lord, that they'll be your words and not mine, Lord Jesus. Help me bring this forth, Lord, as you reveal it to me, God. And Lord, I thank you and I praise you for it, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, God, Amen. It says, Ask and it shall be given you. First of all, you have to ask. If you don't ask, then it's not going to be given to you. If you, um, you know, there's things that you have to do as well. It's not, um, you know, granted God knows everything that we need, but we also have to ask Him and He's, you know, and have to seek after Him and have, have to knock. But it says, ask and it shall be given you. Like I said, you have to ask. So if you don't ask, then it's not going to be given to you. And, but you have to ask. Just like if, if you need somebody to do something for you and you don't ask them to do it, then they won't know that you need it done. But if you ask them, then they'll know what you need and they'll, they'll know what to do for you or whatever, whatever the case may be. But you have to ask. And, Seek and you shall find. And if you don't seek, you're not going to find it. It's like if you, if kids are playing hide and seek and one of them goes in a hide somewhere and the one that's looking for them, the one that's looking for all the ones that's hidden, if they don't go and try to find them and seek after them and look for them, then they're not going to find them. So they have to go, they have to, to search around and seek and see where they might be hid at and everything until they find them. Well, it works the same way with God. We have to seek His face. We have to seek after Him. Seek where he's at. Find what he wants for us to do, and and find where he's you know, find where he is, and seek after him. And if if we seek after him and we search for him, he's not going to stay hid. He's gonna we're gonna he's gonna allow us to find him. And you know he said that's why he says seek and ye shall find. Just like with the kids playing hide and seek, if they don't seek, they're not going to find. And knock and it shall be opened unto you. If you go up to somebody's door of the house and you don't knock on the door and you just stand there. Now, especially if they didn't hear you pull up in the yard or whatever or hear you walk up on the porch. And you walk up there and you don't knock on the door, then they're not going to know you're there. You have to knock on the door and then they'll know you're there. And they'll come to the door and answer the door and invite you in or whatever the case may be. But if you don't knock, then they're not going to know you're there. They're not going to open up to you. They're not going to open their door to you. And Jesus says, knock and you shall find. So you knock when you knock. See, he says he is the door. 
He is the door, He is the way, He is the truth, He is the life. So if you knock and what you're doing is you're crying out to God. You're asking Jesus to to help you. You're asking Jesus to save you. You're asking Jesus to, to heal you. Whatever the case may be, you're knocking. You're knocking on the door. And if you don't knock, then you're not gonna, he's not, you're not gonna be answered. If you don't knock, the, knock on the door, the door's not gonna be opened up to you. You have to knock. You have to, to let them know you're there. Verse 8, it says, For everyone that asketh, receiveth. Everyone, everyone that asks, they receive it. And then you might say, well, what about, what about a person that's not serving God? Well, I'm gonna get to that in just a few minutes, but everyone that asketh, receiveth. Okay? And he that seeketh finds. He that seeketh findeth. So he that seeks after God and seeks after Him and seeks after His way, seeks after His path is going to find Him. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. So everyone that knocks on the door it shall be opened up to them. Well back to asking for everyone to ask, everyone that seeks and everyone that finds, right? Okay, well first of all if you look over in Psalms chapter 10 verse Psalms chapter 20, rather, verse 4. Psalms 20, verse 4. A wicked person is not going to seek God. A wicked person is not going to ask God for something. A wicked person is not going to knock on the door. In other words, they're not going to pray. A wicked, a wicked person or an evil person or somebody that doesn't want anything to do with God, they're not going to seek after Him. They're not going to ask Him for something. He has to first, He has to deal with their heart. And He has to, to soften their heart. And He has to, to draw them to Him. And then, once he once he breaks them, or so to speak, or once he gets their attention, or once they choose and you know to give in to the Lord and to seek after Him, then they'll seek after Him. But but if they don't have no desire to, and they're a wicked person and an evil person, and God knows the heart of man, God knows a person's heart, whether or not they want Him, whether or not they're going to serve Him, or whatever, God knows that already. So a wicked and evil person is not going to ask God for something. A wicked and evil person is not going to seek after Him, not going to search for Him, not going to knock on His door, not going to pray to Him, not going to bow their knee and pray. They're not going to seek after God's face, seeking after Him, getting in their prayer closet and praying to Him and seeking after Him. They won't step foot in the church door unless they're stepping foot in for a different reason, but they're not doing it to serve God. You see, so a wicked person is not going to do that, but every person that's seeking after God and searching for Him and trying to find Him and they, they're live, trying to live their life for God, they're going to ask Him for things. They're going to knock on the door. They're going to seek His face. They're going to go into church or church services and try to get close to God, get as close to Him as they can. You see, so there's a difference in a wicked person and a person that's trying to live for God and a righteous person and somebody that's saved, somebody that's a Christian, somebody that's a child of the Most High God. You see, there's a difference between them and a wicked person and an evil person. So that's why it says that here, because, like I said, an evil person or a wicked person or somebody that doesn't want anything to do with God, they're not going to ask Him for nothing. They're not going to seek after Him. They're not going to search for Him. And uh, the other catch is when you ask, you have to believe. If you look over Matthew chapter 21, verse 22, Matthew t- chapter 21, verse 22, and actually beginning with verse Actually, beginning with verse 21, it says, Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, if you have the, if you have faith and doubt not, you shall not only do this which was done to the fig tree, but also if you shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and cast into the sea, it shall be done. 
you see, you have to believe. You have to have faith. You know, you have to, to know that when you ask God for something, you're going to receive it or that it's going to happen. And it's, it can be hard sometimes for a person to believe, to believe in God, especially if they're asking for something that is in a field or an area to where they know what the circumstance can be. Like if you're in the medical field and you have a, an issue in your body, it's harder for you to believe for a healing than, than for somebody that's not in the medical field that doesn't know all the knowledge or, or the, anything that pertains to the medical field. It's easier for them to believe for God to heal them than it is for somebody that, that works in that field. So in saying that, it says in verse 22, it says, In all things whatsoever ye ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. Prayer is talking to God. That's your communication line with God. That's getting on the the uh, getting on the phone line, calling heaven and speaking to God. You see, that's when you're in your prayer closet and you're speaking to God. You're in that prayer time asking Him and talking, communicating, waiting and listening to see what He has to say. You actually have a communication with Him and you're speaking to Him and talking to Him. So when you ask Him for something while you're in your prayer time, believe you're going to receive it. Believe while you're asking it. Don't just ask and not believe because if you ask and don't believe, then you're just throwing words out there with no meaning and no no. Uh, there's nothing to them. They're just vain words you're just speaking out of your mouth that's not going to accomplish anything. It's not going to do nothing. Because God's going to look at you and say, you're asking, but you don't believe that I'm going to do it. You don't believe that I can do it. So why are you even asking? But you have to ask and believe and trust and know that He's going to do it. And believe Him when you ask Him to do something. And trust Him and believe, believe that what you're asking for, He's going to do it. There's really no other way to explain it other than the fact you have to believe. You have to believe from your heart. And believe in here that God's going to do it and that God can, can make it happen. Because he, He's still in the miracle working business. When Moses and the, the Israelites come up on the Red Sea and Egypt was standing behind them, they seen God. They seen the pillar in the cloud that, and the, the pillar of fire that moved between them and the Egyptians at night to keep them separated while, the, while the, he was getting ready to split the Red Sea for them, but if they wouldn't have believed, they would have said, well, you know what, God ain't going to move for us. If the Egyptians are standing right back there, we might as well just go on back to Egypt. And if they would have turned and went on back to Egypt, God wouldn't have moved for them. But you see, Moses knew what God was going to do, and he told him, just be still and see the salvation of your God. And when he held the rod out across the Red Sea, and the Red Sea split right down the middle, and they walked, walked across on dry ground because the sea parted, because God made it parted, because Moses believed and he told the people, stand still and see the salvation of your God. He told them, in other words, you just wait a second. Don't get the doubt and don't get the disbelieving. Don't think the Egyptians are going to get us because God's here and he's going to move on our behalf. He's going to make a way. There's a way where there seems to be no way. There's Come on, there's a, there's a path that he's fixing to lay out for us to go across that we don't see right now at this moment, but we're fixing to see it in a few minutes. You just stand still and wait, and you will see God move, and you will see a path laid out across here, and he's going to lead the Egyptians we're right, right there in the middle of it all, and we're going to make it to the other side. We're going to make it across to the promised land. Come on, we're going to get to where we're headed to. You just hang on just a minute. God's fixing to move. Come on, they stood there and they waited. And then when the Red Sea parted, they went across, the Bible says, on dry ground. They walked across on dry ground and made it to the other side. And when they got to the other side and the Egyptians were stuck in the middle of the Red Sea and the water come slamming down on top of all of them and killed every one of them. Come on, left their enemies sitting there in the very thing that they just went across and made it over into the promised land because they believed and they trusted God to do it. 
You see, we have to believe. We have to we have to believe Him when we ask Him for something. It's a hard thing sometimes, especially when the circumstance seems unbeatable. Seems like you just can't make it, but you have to believe. But you see, here's where the other part comes in: is when you ask, you shall receive; when you when you seek, you shall find; and when you knock, it shall be opened. You see, there's a special there's a thing here you have to do. See, first of all, you have to you have to ask, and you have to ask and know who you're asking. Okay, to know who you're asking, you have to seek the, seek after the one that you're asking. That's why the Bible says, Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, and all these things shall be added unto you. You see, if you don't seek first the kingdom of heaven, and don't get to know the one that you're asking, come on and know what he can do. Come on, part of it's getting in the word of God and studying and finding out what he's capable of doing, and believing in each and every word that's on this page. First of all, you have to believe. And once you believe, and then you get to know the person, get to talking to him, and learning about him, and digging in his word, and finding out who he is, and what he's like, come on, and what he, what he prefers us from us, what he desires of us, what he wants of us, and, and what he can give us, and what he's capable of doing, and you, you get in there, and you find all this out about him, come on, you're seeking after the kingdom, you're seeking first the kingdom of heaven. So you're looking into what lies in the, beyond the veil, what lies in heaven, not what's here on the earth. Because if you see what's here on the earth, all you're going to see is just from a carnal perspective from your eyes. But when you start seeking the kingdom of heaven, when you're seeking the things of God, you're finding what God likes. You're finding out the things of God. You're finding out how He can do things, how He can make things happen. Come on, you're starting to learn about Him and starting to know who He is. So then when you when you get to seeking after Him and then you start knocking on the door... Come on, and he'll come down and he'll sup with you and you with him. It's just like when he says in the book of Revelation, it says, whosoever, come on, whosoever lets me in when I knock, I'll come in and I'll sup with him and him with me. That means you'll spend time with him and you'll learn him and learn things about him. Come on, he can, he can come in and give you knowledge and wisdom and stuff and show you things and help you get a greater understanding of, of him and what he wants and the things that he can do and what he's capable of. But you see, what we tend to do, we tend to want to do our own thing and spend more time with ourselves and more time with what we want than trying to find out what God wants and seeking after Him and looking at what He wants. <clears throat> and turn with me to Psalms chapter 27. Psalms chapter 27, verse 8, verse 8 and 9. It says, when thou sayest, this is David speaking here, it says, when thou sayest, seek my face, my heart said unto thee, said unto thee, thy face, Lord, will I seek. See, his heart said that. Why? Because God had changed his heart. He had a desire for God. He had a heart after God. So he, when, when God said, seek my face, his heart said within him, I will seek thy face. Thy face I will seek. So you see, he had a desire in his, inside him, a desire in his heart to seek after God. So if you don't have God dwelling in you, you're not going to have a desire to seek after Him. I mean, what I said a little while ago about the wicked, the wicked don't, the wicked won't, they're too proud, first of all. They're too proud in themselves, and they won't, they don't want to have anything to do with God. So they're not going to seek after Him. They're not going to ask Him. They're not going to be looking for Him. They don't have a desire in their heart for Him. Because God hasn't changed their heart. He ha they haven't allowed Him to change their heart. You see, so when God changes your heart, then all of a sudden you have a desire to seek after Him. You have a desire to get into His presence. You have a desire to, to talk to Him and, and to find Him and 
you know, to to be in His presence. But David said here, he says, Hide not thy face far from me, put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help, leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. You see, he's his God of his salvation, and he asked him, not, Don't leave me, don't forsake me, but stay with me. And over verse 4, and verse 4 says, One thing I have one thing have I desired of the Lord that I will seek after. And to pay attention to how this is worded here. It says, One thing have I desired of the Lord that I will seek after. Meaning that one thing that he will seek after, that he's desired from him, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. See he was saying that all the days of his life, every day that he lives, he desires to be in the house of the Lord. He wants to be in the house of the Lord. Why does he want to be in the house of the Lord? Because being in his house, he is in his presence. So when when God comes down and dwells within the house, he's in the, he's in the presence of the Lord. Come on, when the, when God's moving around in the in the house, when you're in, in worship and praise and, and loving on God and singing praises to Him and, and trying to get into His presence, come on, when His presence comes down and fills the place, and the Shekinah glory of God changes the atmosphere. Come on, you don't want to leave that area once you get in there. Once God gets in the house and gets in there, you don't want to leave. You want to stay in His presence. Why? Because He's changing things. He's making you want to be there because it, it feels good. You're desiring after it. And that's what David was, was doing here. He is desiring after the Lord, desiring to be in His presence, to be in His house. Because there was no other better place to be than in the house of the Lord, being in His presence, being in the presence of God. So thinking about that, being in the presence of God, even not just the worship, but also the preaching, when you get that in your heart and that desire to be in the house of the Lord, come on, and God's in the house and His presence is in there and and the anointing is coming through the preacher and preaching word to you, you don't want to leave. You want to be in that presence and be underneath that anointing and you're feeding off of that. See, your soul that's living inside of you is feeding off the presence of the Lord. You see, so asking and seeking... Come on, you're, you're seeking to be in His presence. You're seeking after Him. You're asking for Him. Lord Jesus, come down and fill this house. Lord, come down and, and, and embrace us in your holy, your holy anointing and in Your Holy Spirit. And, and fill us with Your presence, God. Fill this house with Your presence. Come in and dwell among us and, and feed us and, and heal us and, and move in our bodies and help us in all of our weak areas and make us make us strong god come down in the house see you're asking him to come down and dwell and you're seeking where he's at you're seeking his presence and you're seeking after his spirit come on and you're knocking on heaven's door see when you get to pray into god and you ask him to come down and do something you're knocking on the door you're knocking on the door of heaven come on jesus is the door so when you're knocking come on you're knocking on him you're you're talking to him you tell them jesus come down and help us jesus come down and move for us jesus come down and heal the sick in the house heal everybody in the house god come down lord and fill us with your spirit give us strength for the weak come on and preach to us god through the word let your anointing flow come on see you're knocking on on the door and jesus is the door so when you seek after him and you're seeking after jesus you're seeking that door to knock on and as you're knocking on the door, you're saying, Hello, hello, is anybody there? Hello, let me in. Let me into your presence, God. Hello, Jesus, let me in. See, you're speaking to Him and you're talking and you're knocking and you're seeking after Him. And all that goes together. It all works together. 
So seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, and all these things shall be added unto you. So you're seeking where God is and finding Him, because whatever you're seeking after, you're finding Him. And when you find Him, you knock on the door, and then you begin to talk to Him. And when He opens the door and He, he comes in, come on, He allows you into His presence, then He begins to sup with you and you with Him. Supping with Him means you're, you're, you're dining with Him. So if you're dining with Him, you're feeding, you're, come on, you're feeding your spirit man with Him, with His presence. So that's what that means there. You're, you're feeding your spirit man with the presence of the Lord. And then David says here, to behold, now check, now catch this now, I want you to listen to this. It says that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord. To behold. What does that mean, to behold? That means He found Him. Okay, see, He was seeking after Him, and He found Him. So when He beholds the beauty of the Lord, He found Jesus. He found the Lord. So He was able to see Him, and able to see the glory and the power. Come on, and the awesomeness of God, and the beauty of God. And He says, and to inquire in His temple. To inquire means to speak with Him. He spoke with Him. He was able to talk to Him. So when He went into the house of the Lord and He got into the temple of God, come on, where God was at, and He was able to get into His presence, He was able to talk to Him, inquire of Him, and speak to Him. See, just like what in Ziklag, when they come back, and he, he inquired of the Lord. Come on, he, he encouraged Himself in God by getting into the presence of the Lord. Then He inquired of Him and asked Him, come on, He said He told the people, He said, give me just a minute. Give me just a minute. Let me go find out from God what God says about all this. And he went and he encouraged himself, meaning he got into God's presence. He encouraged himself in the Lord. And when he got into the presence of the Lord, then he inquired of him and asked him. You see, so he seeked, his, he seeked after his face. He knocked. Come on, and he asked God about all their belongings. And God said, go chase after them and you shall recover all. You see, so but if he would not have encouraged himself in the Lord, would not have spoke to him, would not have asked him or inquired of him, then that would have never happened. But he says, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple, in order, in other words, to to seek after him till he sees him, and then inquire and speak, have a communion, a communication, a conversation with the Lord. And then over in Proverbs chapter 3, here's another thing about, about seeking God and about when you're seeking Him and you find Him. Proverbs chapter 3, verse, verses 3, 3 through 6. The first few chapters of Proverbs, Solomon is speaking of wisdom. And Solomon was the wisest man other than Jesus Christ that walked the face of the earth. So who else to give you, who else to give you information on wisdom other than the wisest man other than Jesus that walked the earth? But it says here, Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the altar or upon the table of your heart. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Truth. Mercy. It says bind them about your neck. In other words, hang them on your neck so you'll, you'll always know they're there. So you'll feel them. You'll feel them around here because anytime anything gets around your neck, I know with me, anything, anytime anything gets around my neck, I can't stand it. It irritates me and it bothers me, you know, and but I know it's there. It's just like when I put a, a, a collared shirt on, and especially with a tie, I know it's there because it's around my neck and I can always feel it. 
So anytime anything gets around my neck and it, it bothers me, so I know, but I know it's there. So in binding it around your neck, and you, that way you will know it's there. And then it says, write it upon the table of your heart. Well, when you write it on your heart, you get it in here, and then it, it's in your heart, and it's always going to be there. And you'll know it's there because whatever's in your heart is going to come out your mouth, and whatever's in your heart, you're going to you're going to act upon it. So in having the word of God and the mercy of God, come on, and the knowledge and the truth of the Lord in your heart, it'll always be there, and it, you'll you'll know it's there, and it'll always come out. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. So, so catch this. So shalt thou find. In other words, you will find favor and good understanding. Where are you going to find favor and good understanding? Well, if you're looking for favor in the Lord, you have to seek after Him in order to find favor with the Lord. In order to find good understanding with the Lord, you have to get into His Word. You have to seek what seek after God. Seek the things of God, what God has in store for you in His Word. Learn about Him and learn what the Word says about God and about what He wants and what His desires of us are. Come on, in order to do that, you have to seek after Him in order to get knowledge of Him and understanding of it. And that's the only way you're going to get wisdom and knowledge from God is by seeking after it, asking Him for it. Come on, asking, knocking on the door and asking. Come on, and seeking where God is, finding where that door is and knocking on it and asking Him. And it says in verse 5, it says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not to your own understandings. Come on, that's one of the worst, that's one of the hardest things for us, is leaning not to our own understanding. Because our own understanding is what we can see with our eyes and what we know from our carnal perspective. So if we lean, lean unto our own understandings, and we're looking at it from, from our, our point of view, or our perspective, trying to understand it is going to make things hard. Especially if God hasn't moved in it yet, and it's still looking the way it did when, before when you asked Him to move in it, and He hasn't moved in it yet. So you're looking at it from your own perspective and your own understanding. So trust in the Lord instead. Instead, trust in God. Instead of leaning to your own understanding, trust in God. But here in verse 6 is what I want you to catch. In all thy ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your path. If you don't seek after Him and, and see you know, and seek after Him where you can see Him. Come on, you don't ask Him, alright? And you don't knock on the door to get His attention. Then how are you going to find out His ways? How are you going to acknowledge Him in all your ways? In other words, in all your ways and everything that you do, how are you going to acknowledge God if you don't seek after Him so you can see Him, first of all? If you don't ask Him what, what He, you know, what He wants you to do or what His opinion about the whole ordeal is, or what his opinion about the circumstance or situation. Right? It's not wrong to ask God what his opinion is. You ask him for help. Ask him to let you know what, what you know, if you're right or wrong. You know? Talk to him. Find out. Communicate with him. So, in finding... See, acknowledging him in your ways, you have to know what his ways are. You have to know what his, what his feelings are towards the situation or what he wants you to do. In other words, you have to... Know the know what God wants. So acknowledging, acknowledge means to know or to get to where you know what God wants. To acknowledge, acknowledge Him in all your ways. And see, when you begin to acknowledge Him in your ways, then He will direct your path. You won't direct your own path, but instead God will lead you. God will direct you. God will direct your path. So 
But if you don't know what God wants of you, and you don't know what God wants you to do, you're searching for a vehicle to buy a vehicle, and you don't ask God about it, then you just take it upon yourself to go buy the vehicle, and then it's the, it's the wrong vehicle, okay, and then all of a sudden now you're stuck with the wrong vehicle. Now you want to ask God His opinion about it, or now you want to seek Him for what He says and what His... Come on, then that's a little too late then because you didn't let, allow Him to direct your path. You didn't allow Him to to show you what He wanted you to have or what He wanted you to do. Instead, you took it upon yourself to, to okay, well, I'm just going to go ahead and, and go do this. Instead, God's wanting you to go do something else. So instead of acknowledging Him and looking and seeking after Him to see what He wants you to do, you just take it upon yourself. So now you're not allowing Him to guide your footsteps or to guide your path or to direct your path. So instead you're taking it upon yourself to do it. In verse Jeremiah 29, Jeremiah 29 verse 13 says, and ye shall seek me and find me. Okay. You shall seek me and find me, right? You know, we take that as being pretty easy. Well, we just seek after Him and we'll find Him. So if we seek after God, then we'll find Him. But you see, if you just seek after Him and you're not putting any effort into it, you're not going to find Him because you're not looking hard enough. That's just like I was saying a little while ago about the kids playing hide and seek. If the kids that's hidden... And they're hidden real good and hidden real good spot. And the person that's, that's trying to find them is just looking around and not really trying or putting much effort into it or whatever. And they're just walking around just like glancing here and glancing there. But they're not really studying the areas and trying to see if anybody's hidden in the shadows or, or looking behind things to see if the, per, the, the other person is hidden behind something. They're not going to find them. If they don't put no effort into it and trying to find the person, then they're not going to find them. They're just basically just wasting their time, and the the the, the ones that are hid will never be found. Okay, well, it works the same way with God because here's here's the thing: if you just go up and just just pray, you know, and and don't really put any effort into it, and um, you're just praying what's on your mind, and but not really trying, not really, you know, you don't you aren't really into it. Um, you feel like you're just wasting your time or whatever. Whatever the case may be that you're, you know, but you're not putting any effort into it, you're not going to find God. Because here's the thing. It says, and ye shall seek me and find me. Okay. If you seek him, you'll find him. But here's the rest of the verse. You have to read the rest of the verse to find out. When. See that word there, when. That's a big word in this, in this sentence right here in this verse. It says, and ye shall seek me and find me. When you search for me with all your heart, you have to put all your heart into it. You have to put all your effort into it. You see, you have to, you have to just put your whole self into it. You don't just get your feet a little wet and then take your dry off your feet and put your shoes back on and leave. No, you get in the water. You get, you just put your whole self into it. Every bit, everything that you have, you have to seek Him from here, from your heart. You don't, you're not looking for Him with your eyes. You're not looking for Him with your, your thoughts. You're looking for Him with your heart. You see, so you're praying to Him from your entire being, from everything within you, reaching out and trying to find God. You see, that's the catch there. You have to put everything you have into it. It's not just something that, 
Come on, you don't give God your second best. You don't give Him just a little here and a little there. Come on, you give everything you have to Him. Everything from deep within you, you pray and seek after Him. And when you do, come on, God's going to let you find Him. Because why? Because He knows that you have a desire deep down inside of you to reach out and to grasp a hold of what lies beyond the veil. You see, you have to press into it. You have to push in. It's not something that you just that you just tap on the door. Come on, you have to reach... Come on and really hammer on it. Really knock on it. Come on and cry out and let Him know that you're seeking after Him. Come on and put everything that you got into it. Come on and 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 just give Him all. Give it all. Give every bit of it. And turn things over like the kids searching for the other kids. Come on, they're they're looking behind things and moving things and pushing things around. Come on and searching and seeking and trying to find them and looking with everything they have to find the other kids. Come on, it's the same thing. You're looking. It's not something we can see with our eyes. Come on, but to get His attention, come on, you're going to know He's there because He's going to begin to move and begin to move in your circumstance, move in your situation. Come on, He's going to let you know He's there because when you're seeking Him, seeking after Him with all your heart, you're going to feel Him because why? Because he, you're going to feel His presence come in. Come on, and it's going to change the atmosphere around you and change your change everything. Come on, change the entire room, the Shekinah glory of God. Now think about this. They would know in the Old Testament when the Shekinah glory of God would come in. Why? Because the atmosphere would change. Come on, everything around them would change. The air would change. The the density and the the smell and the the, the just the crispness of the air. Come on, they would know when God's in the presence, when God's in the house. Come on, they would feel His presence move in. See, it's just like when the think about this when Moses went up on the mountain and he was speaking to God and the people were down around the bottom of the mountain. And they looked up and they seen the cloud come over the top of the mountain and knew that that was God moving over the top of the mountain. The mountain shook, the Bible says, when God would speak. The very mountain would shake. So they knew, come on, there was something that happened, something that took place that allowed them to know that God was in their midst and that God was around them. He, they even told Moses, come on, when Moses built that, when Moses built that makeshift temple or tabernacle outside of the camp, is before they set up the the the, the real tabernacle, they made a, a tabernacle of the congregation outside of the outside of the camp, and the reason they did that because God scared them. And after they set up the tabernacle outside the camp, the people told told Moses, "You go talk to God because He scares us." Well, if they come on, if he think about this, if He scared them, why did He scare them? Because they knew when God come on the scene, when God come into the camp, because He changed. The atmosphere, He changed things. See, when God comes on the scene, you'll know He's there because He'll change things. When He moves in to the room, when He moves into the house, come on, during worship, you know when He's there because the worship changes. Come on, it gets more, it gets more intense and the, the presence of God. And I felt the actual atmosphere get thicker walking into camp over there in Camp Denton and, and Sebring during worship and prayer time and everything during the altar service and all that and in, and even in our church you could feel the atmosphere change when the presence of God moved into the house and the more he moved in the thicker and heavier it got but you see to get into that presence you have to put everything you have into it when they were in the upper room in the, in the, in the book of Acts they were all in one mind and one accord and as they were praying and worshiping and, and loving on God and, and everything, they got into His presence to where they were all all together in unity and the presence of the Lord poured down on them. 
because of their worship and drawing nigh to God. And God drew nigh to them and He come down into the house, come on into that upper room, and the atmosphere changed. Come on, and every one of them began to speak in, in tongues of fire as they began to, to praise God and worship Him in another in another language, in a heavenly language, because the presence of, the, of God come down so thick and so heavy in that place. But you see, the only way you're going to get there into that is by putting everything you got into it, seeking after Him with your whole heart. It says, And seek, and ye shall seek me and find me, when ye shall search for me with all your heart. Search with Him, search with all your heart. Search for Him with all your heart. Put everything you have into it. Don't just, don't just give Him just, you know, the most smallest amount of you to get back the smallest amount you can. Give Him everything you got. Because that's what He wants. In Hebrews chapter 4, Hebrews chapter 4, see the benefit, the benefit of of seeking God and finding Him. Come on, uh, whatever you seek, come on, when you seek Him, you'll find Him. When you knock, it shall be opened. When you ask, you shall receive. Okay? Right here, verse 16 of chapter, of Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16 says, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. Approach the throne of grace boldly. Why? Because the spirit man inside of you, come on, knowing you're, you're right and in right standing with God, you can boldly approach the throne of grace because the spirit man inside of you is going to be boldly approaching the throne. But boldly, boldly approaching the throne of grace. Grace is what helps you whenever you're struggling. Grace is what helps you and shows you and leads you and guides guide you and directs you. And when grace don't allow you to just do whatever you want, and God's mercy is what keeps Him from judging you when you're doing something you shouldn't be doing. Come on, it's the mercy of God. It's not grace. Grace, is, grace doesn't allow you to sin. Grace helps you to not sin. Grace helps you to live right. Grace empowers you to live right. That's what grace is. Grace isn't, grace isn't mercy. Mercy is mercy. Grace is God enabling you to live right. So it's saying here, boldly approach the throne of grace. For what reason? That we may obtain mercy, first of all, so that we can obtain mercy for things that we've done, mercy for slipping up, mercy for, for just for, you know, maybe you lost your temper or something, or maybe you, you know, whatever the case may be. But we always need mercy because we're human. We slip up. We're not perfect. We're not going to be perfect until we get into heaven. Come on, when God changes us. But until then, we have to seek mercy. We have to ask God for forgiveness. And ask him to cover, you know, for his blood to cover us, for even the things that we might not have realized we did. Maybe we didn't see something we done wrong, you know. That's why it does, it's that's why it's always good to repent and ask God to forgive you for any wrongs that you've done, even the ones that you might not have realized that you've done. Obtaining mercy, asking God for mercy, and that when you obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. See, in, that, in those times of need, when when uh, whatever the case may be, when that old flesh wants to rise up off the altar again, come on, we need grace to help us in that time of need. That's a time of need to where we need God to help us keep our flesh under subjection, keep our keep that flesh, man, back in on the in the grave where he doesn't rise back up. Come on and come back and want to do the things he used to do, or want to want to um, do things that's not right and not things that's not of God. 
You see, so we have to have that grace to enable us to stay living right, to enable us to continue to live righteously towards God, to where He's happy and pleased with us. But you see, we have to we have to boldly approach the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace in time of need. You see, but if you don't know God, if you don't know Him, come on, if you can't see Him, if you don't seek after Him, come on, if you don't talk to Him and don't knock on His door, come on, and ask Him to help. If you don't, if you don't do these things, then, then you can't find that throne of grace because you don't know where that throne of grace is because you don't have a communication line with God. Come on, you don't have Him leading and guiding and directing you and dealing with your heart and showing you things and enabling Him to to help you realize what He wants and what is right and what is wrong. Come on, we have to always seek after God. We have to have a communication line open with Him. Come on, because you don't always going to have time to pray. And ask Him to move because circumstance might hit you unawares and hit you all of a sudden and hit you so abruptly and so quickly. Come on, you don't have time to react or time to respond. Are you going to be able to have, have enough time to cry out to God? Are you going to be, be able to do that? I was driving down Highway 70 heading into town one day and it was in my blue Dodge pickup that I was driving and I had a guy come across heading the other direction, come across the turn in front, the turn and as I was going by, and he hit me in the, in the driver's side door. And when he slammed into me, by the time I seen him and realized what had happened, it, it happened so fast, I heard the bang beside of me, and my truck started going sideways before I even realized what happened, just that quick. And if he would have hit me hard enough, it could have seriously hurt me. But because of the hand of God being upon me, you see, but like I said, I didn't have time to cry out. The only thing I had time to say was just, oh God, you know, just that quick. And when something happens that fast, you don't have time to to sit there and and, and say a big long prayer and all, you know ask God to forgive you and ask Him to change you and ask Him to help you and repent and cover you with his, with His blood, cover your sins. Come on, you don't have a time for a repentance prayer in a situation or a circumstance like that, and you don't always have time to cry out to God. So if you don't have a communication line open with God, come on, and you're not living under His protection. And having the blood of his come on, his blood covering your life in a circumstance like that, you could slip out of this world so quick and so fast. Come on, you don't have time to do anything. And then the next thing you know, you're standing before God. Come on, you might if you're not living right now, if you not don't have his blood covering your life now, and when you're standing before him in a situation like that, it's too late to repent. It's too late to ask God to forgive you. It's too late to have that communica- communication line open with God. It's too late to allow Him to lead God and direct you and guide your footsteps and to help you and to show you and to help you get to where you need to be with Him. Come on, don't put off tomorrow to what you could do today because you aren't promised tomorrow. You aren't promised your next breath. So I suggest right now, if you don't know who God is, seek after Him now. Ask Him to help you. Ask Him to forgive you. Ask Him to come into your life and, and tell Him, Lord, help me change. Help me to be who you want me to be in you. God, I ask you to cover my life with your blood, Lord Jesus, and forgive me for all my sins. God, change me. Make me a new creature in you. And I surrender my life to you, God. Help me, Lord, from this day forth to live my life for you and draw me closer to you, God. And help me, Lord, to get as close as I can to you, Lord Jesus. And that, you see, don't put off tomorrow to do that. Don't put off tomorrow to pray and ask Him to help you because you aren't promised to wake up in the morning. When you lay your head on that pillow tonight, it might be the last time that you see this this world for what it is. So don't put off till tomorrow what you can do today. Find grace in your time of need. 
Attain mercy. Attain mercy at the throne of God. Attain mercy. What is the throne of God? The throne of God, the throne of God is the altar. Come on, when you hit your knees and ask God to come in your life and to change you. That's the throne of God. That's, that's the throne you're seeking after. Come on, but you ain't gonna find it if you aren't seeking after Him and allowing Him to, to lead God and direct you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Ask and you shall receive. So, hope this helps you tonight. And uh, if you like what, if you like the video and, and feel it helps you, I ask you to share it and help me get the word out. And uh, so, if I can get a second one up this week, I will. But um, if not, I'll be back next week. But um, like I said, I hope you, hope you enjoyed this. I hope it helped you tonight. I love you and God bless. Thank you for watching.